Good morning, afternoon, evening, and good Tuesday to you all. Everyone loves a little saxophone in their day. My name is Terrence Fox, Head of Innovation with iAdvise. It's my pleasure to tackle today's topic, how to deliver memorable customer experiences in a post-pandemic world. Uh, so some juicy stats to kick this all off today. Uh, this first one I've said a million times, so I apologize, but it's one that uh, constantly sticks out in my mind. McKinsey found that 75% of consumers have changed where and how they're buying during the pandemic. So having a great experience to counter this scary low loyalty is key. And how important is the experience? Uh, PwC found that for 73% of customers, the experience provided by companies is a decisive factor in making a purchase, even more important than the price or quality of the product. Uh, another 43% said that they would pay more to receive a comfortable shopping experience. We can imagine why important today. Uh, and 42% said they would pay more for a friendly and welcoming experience. Uh, so obviously a good time to audit what sort of uh, a first touch point you have in your experience. And then 65% said that a good shopping experience can be more influential than a great advertising campaign. So to really dive into creating a memorable experience in our new normal, we are guided today by internationally sought after speaker, author, organizational consultant, and all around CX expert, Dr. Joseph Michelli. Is the doctor in the house? Well, Terrence, uh, if you're going to call me doctor, I'm going to have to charge you more for the yeah, live stream. That's fine. I'm, I'm just used to these bills arriving. That's completely normal. How are you doing, Joseph? I am so good. I'm so good. Good to be here. Yeah, it's nice to see you. You got a great backdrop. I need to improve mine personally, a little bland, but. Uh, uh, you're coming through crystal clear. Great to have you. I had a lot of time to put these bricks on my wall. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, it was. it's funny you actually said that. We were talking to someone last week who showed us that the bookshelf behind them was actually just a peel-on large sticker that they had found or like a, a fig tapestry put up. So Very uh, clever. Okay. Very yeah. clever. Midway yeah. through, we were coming on the books. Um, Joseph, how have you been learning and staying engaged the last 12 months? Uh, well, geez, I was going to be doing a book about Godiva chocolate, a client of mine that I'd worked with for years. And then, uh, you know, this little thing, the pandemic came along. Next thing mm -hmm. I know, we weren't traveling. We weren't going to their production plant. And instead, I was on a bunch of task forces for my clients trying to figure out how do we just keep customers? How do we keep our employees safe? And those task forces led me into conversations with a bunch of leaders. And so we put out a book called mm. Stronger Through Adversity with about 140 leaders input from CEOs of all kinds of companies in there from, from Target and Microsoft and Marriott and the like. Uh, that'll keep you busy. Yeah, uh, I can say so, right? It's been, you know, not only kept me busy, I think what was really remarkable is how leaders have had to respond to this and trying to create a customer experience that is craveable in a yeah. time when we feel so disconnected. Yeah, absolutely. So on that topic, let's put you in the uh, shoes of a consumer. Tell us about a memorable experience you've had. Uh, you know, I've had so many amazing experiences, but um, I'm actually working with Zoom now. We're talking a little bit about a book for Zoom. Uh, and it's been amazing watching these people, you know, respond to 3000% growth right. in the last year. And and so for me, consumer, being able to use platforms like this and, and Zoom for me in terms of user ease is an experience that I've enjoyed very much. It's kept me connected to family uh, as much as it's connected to, to clients. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, it is startlingly uh, startling to see how quickly we all acclimated, right? 
so that's definitely a, a notion to how quickly the humans uh, humans can adapt to a sudden change, right? Um, Joseph, have you learned anything about yourself as a consumer during this social transformation and what we've seen the past 12 months? Yeah, I, I think that it speaks volumes to, and, and I know I know it's a little cheesy if I support your product, but I, I have seen your product in action. I think it's amazing. But I think the lessons I have are, are very key you guys do for a living, which is that I crave human contact. And so what it tells us is that technology is an aiding tool, but we need humans on the other side of this technology. Right. Uh, and I think we need to make sure along this customer journey, not only do we have these great warm welcomes, as you suggested in some of the data early on, but that we have people positioned to step in when we want people, when we want to opt in right. for humans. So um, I think this human powered technology aided world that we live in has taught me a lot about you better have the people ready at the right times. Right. And uh, uh, the important, can you imagine the frustrating scenario of not having that human escalation? Right, and talking to AI that has none of that, right? Well, absolutely. I mean, I think, and you know, AI even better and better and better. I mean, if there isn't a person on the other side when you need a person, right. uh, it's just this kind of virtual loop of uh, lost for a lot of consumers, I think. Yes, can feel very cold in an already cold Boston environment up here. Yes. Well, that's why I live in Florida, yeah. Darren. Thank <laughs> you for, for bringing that up. All right. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure that uh, thank you for making the time and getting off your surfboard for this session. Yeah. I look I look the surfer type. It's the blonde <laughs> hair and the muscles that have you confused. Yes. Uh, all right. So tell us about your recently published book, Stronger Through Adversity. Yeah. So, you know, the thing about it was these leaders that I spoke with, again, kind of the C-suite for global brands, nonprofits and public safety organizations, they he took the time to talk to me in the middle of the pandemic because I think all of us were on this, you know, the same ocean, the same turbulent ocean, maybe different boats. And they were trying to process, how do I communicate effectively? How do I come up with the right level of disclosure? How can we get real signals from the consumer in this time instead of just a bunch of noise because of all of the rapidly changing phenomena? And how do I strategically plan people process and technology investments that are gonna enable me to serve today and in a post-pandemic world. Um, and we talked a bit about this, but uh, you know, tell me more about what it means to be human-powered technology aided in your eyes, Joseph. Yeah, I think in, in a real simple sense that at every touch point in the customer journey, I could take a journey with most brands completely online. I should be able to take a journey with most brands with a high level of touch and human interaction access. In reality, we know that consumers are bouncing up and down in and out of that. They're sometimes going to choose convenience and ease and self-service. Other times they're going to want to be able to have a conversation with somebody who's looked under the hood, experienced the product, knows the product, can can tell you what it smells like, tastes like, looks like. Um, and, you know, if you can't go in a store and, you know, kick the tires, then you certainly need some humans available at particularly important moments of truth, arrivals, transitions, and particularly, I think, fond farewells for brands. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think uh, a, a, an anecdote from my own experience working with clients, uh, Lowe's was working with us extensively, and I always told them, you should be able to smell the sawdust on uh, Lowe's.com. Right? You'd feel in store. This sort of uh, connection and that human touch, the uh, importance, of course, of tech and human to bring about that smell of the sawdust is, is incredibly important now. Absolutely. Yeah, and I, you know, I, I ultimately think we'll get to that point somehow. The technology continues to mystify. We will probably have an olfactory dimension on uh, on virtual, but 
short of that, we should be able to paint a word picture. We should be able to pull people into a world of experience, even if we're using it through the dimensionality of visual and auditory that we have available today. Mm -hmm. um, and I think, you know, there's certainly lots of immersive technologies that allow people to step into a uh, world of, of virtual. Um, yeah, so, I, but, but for now, I just want people who can humanize a product and warm it up because right. there's a lot of, you know, just click and click and buy sort of stuff going on out there. Right. Uh, all right. So we're all in the middle of this ocean on separate boats. Uh, we've all gone through this collective experience with COVID. What can we take away from it? Yeah, I think first and foremost, we best not want to go back to 2019. Mm -hmm. uh, and what I mean, mean by that is I think there's a lot of us who have a natural tendency. It's a human condition. The neuropsychologists have talked about it as a normalcy bias. Um, but, but in reality, most of us went through something we would never wish upon anyone, even our worst enemy. So what can we learn from it? And I think for me, many of the learnings of this yeah, we as human beings, A, need the human contact, but more importantly, we as leaders demonstrate greater empathy and greater listening skills than we've ever done before. You know, I had brands listening to me who I had relationships with but hadn't contacted me in six, you know, six years. Suddenly mm -hmm. I get an email from them going, hey, just wondering how you're doing. Now, I don't know that that was authentic, um, but I think if you're authentically listening to consumers, if you're taking that interest, if you start a Zoom call and actually ask people about what they're thinking, doing, feeling, uh, instead of just trying to sell them something. Right. I think we learned a lot about empathy and compassion during the last year. Yes, very, very big, important note. How they're thinking, feeling, and doing. Uh, because in this disconnected, disjointed experience, right, it can feel, like you're saying, that, that craving for a human connection, something to kind of, you know, an easy opportunity to build rapport by standing out and having that course, right? Hey, Terrence, I'm going to have to use that technique of actually writing something down to make the guest feel like they Yeah, no, no. Look, that was really kind of cool. I, wish, I, like I that. wish I had a funny drawing. I'm going to show you the blank side first, but no, I was actually writing it poorly. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Thanks. I always joke about uh, uh, having just some crazy doodle to show the person instead, like as if I haven't been paying attention. Yeah, you should have one of those, like just yeah. a, a standard, really strange doodle. A perfect picture of Mickey Mouse that I've been working on That's during it. live streams. That's it. Um, so, uh, Joseph, how have businesses responded to this increase in online traffic? Do you feel like they're actually keeping up? Well, if you look at some sort of data, the answer is no. Uh, mm -hmm. I mean, you know, this customer experience thing is going down. NPS is going down. It's trending down this last year. I mean, there's a lot of self-congratulation out there about how we pivoted and how we expedited our digital transformation and all that. That's fine and dandy, and I think it's all true. And God knows if you had, you'd probably be out of business today. Yeah. But I don't think we're connecting with customers to the degree that we think we are right now. Um, so I think there's still plenty of room in terms of the ability to take what consumers want, customize your solution to their needs, and have humans readily available to, to help them when you want them to be available. Right, and uh, this one's gonna seem a little obvious, so maybe I'm passing you a beach ball, Joseph, for you to hit out of the park. Uh, but why should businesses prioritize the digital customer experience in this post-pandemic world? Oh uh, yeah, so uh, well, let's talk safety, right? Like, uh, this is the first time in history commerce could kill people, I mean, in, a, in large scale. Right. So uh, if you're gonna do commerce, you better, Take care of Maslow's priority on safety in ways you may not have 
functionally before. It may have been in the background. Now it's foreground. And I think beyond that, ease and convenience have been drivers for a long time. They're becoming increasingly important. Why would I ever have to use cash again? Why would I ever have to stand in line again? I mean, even if I'm not in a full online business, mm. I should be able to, to transact business that's contactless. I should be able to, to figure out and expedite the queue so that people aren't waiting around to buy things. Um, right. You know, and I've seen it in a lot of brands. I've worked with Mercedes for a long time. And, you know, just being able to get to her, if you're going to have a service of your car, you shouldn't have to come back into the dealership and, and then go up to this desk and pay for the repair. You should be able to take care of that with a digital invoice, handle it all offline, and then just go in and grab your car. And uh, Joseph, unrelated, but related. Uh, are you still going inside the grocery store? Oh, no, and I haven't uh, in the last year and a half, but thank God for Instacart. I've got an order to pick up uh, here in about an hour. So thanks. Right, right. Uh, I think, uh, obviously, uh, this is an incredible convenience now, huh? I, I just pull up, you open your trunk, and you're good to go. I, I don't know why anyone, maybe people like going grocery shopping. I personally don't. But uh, good well, there's a, I think there's probably a premium that's charged, right? So from if you're really mm -hmm. economically focused, maybe that's it. But for me, the convenience cost is negligible and it's totally worth it to me. Absolutely. Uh, great. We're on the same page there. Good. Uh, you know, my, and, my, and the Instacart that I use at the supermarket next to me, they are waiting for me when I arrive. And wow. the people are incredibly friendly. So it's that same combination of it's great technology, but there's humans there. It's not like a right. robot comes and throws the things in my car. Right. Um, it is a wonderful balance in that waiting for me experience. It's very much in keeping with some of the statistics you talked about in terms of arrival. Right. Uh, all right. What do businesses today need to keep in mind when they're analyzing their digital customer experience in order to actually improve on it? Right. What actionable uh, uh, insights and whatnot can we try to extract from today's digital experience? Yeah, I, I think they're just moments that matter more. And, and I think that, you know, do your journey mapping, uh, understand how your digital solutions affect customers across the entirety of their map, use your digital to expedite and make drive convenience. But in the end, Make sure it's flawlessly executing at the moments that matter most. And again, I'm talking about arrivals. I'm talking about those those transition moments in the experience uh, and, you know, things like checkout or other typical pain points. You really have to leverage your technology to be flawless in those moments. You don't have to be perfect across an entire customer journey. You just have to be damned good at those couple of moments where customers are going to remember the experience and it's going to have the greatest impact on their assessments of the overall brand. Absolutely. And over communicate when you can. Right. Uh, Amen. I, I think, you know, one of the things I always say is try to align your communications. Don't just talk to customers if you don't have anything to say. Right. But we, we often have a heck of a lot more to say than we communicate, uh, particularly from a consistency perspective. Right. Uh, all right. So let's talk about some great examples. Have you seen any excellent digital experiences or innovative ways to engage consumers that you're proud of and you are uh, personally a fan of? Yeah, well, I've just I've been working with a little barbecue chain here in the South called Sonny's Barbecue Restaurants. And boy, you know, we did to curbside before we even knew what was happening. We have realized that we did it originally kind of in a MacGyver duct tape kind of way. Um, and then have really spent the year optimizing those mm. experiences. So it's not always about continually pushing the envelope, pushing the envelope. I mean, get out there into the slipstream of what's needed and optimize the experience because a lot of those first iterations 
are good enough. I mean, they're just viable products, right? But they're not the optimized customer experience. So I'm really proud of that. A, the getting it right uh, at such scale, and then the continual focus on optimization. Yeah, uh, it's it's also, you know, when I think about it, I'd be curious, uh, Joseph, do you have any, let's pull up your fake crystal ball that's off screen currently. Uh, Right, thank you. Uh, what forward thinking can you do in this session today? What are you looking for out of 2021 for some of your brands? Is there uh, an innovative trend you think is kind of under the surface at this point? How can we yeah. tap into your brain? Yeah, well? I think, you know, because personalization is so incredibly important, AI, AI, AI. Right. It's almost like AI, AIO, right? Uh, there's yeah. a certain kind of thing you got to be aware of is you've got to use all of that big data analysis to be able to understand preferences of people. So that's that. I think convenience is uh, is there in every way. I would wake up every morning in every brand that I work with and say, how do we make it easier, get more frictionless? And if you just nail those two things with a little sprinkle of unexpected delight, gratitude, appreciation, you win. I mean, you get above that that green line of goodness in the Forrester model. Uh, right. You execute those the trifecta: meet needs, make it easy, and sprinkle some positive emotion on it. If you do that, you're going to grow five times that of the laggards in the space. Wonderful. Yes, yeah, sprinkle some delight. Excellent. Uh, well, Joseph, it was a pleasure uh, to have you. Thank you so much for the time. Uh, and of course, uh, we really do appreciate you setting aside a few moments to speak with us. And this was extremely helpful and insightful. You know, I'm a huge fan of your value proposition. People, people check this out. Anyway, thanks so much, Terrence. Yeah, absolutely. Joseph Michelli, Chief Experience Officer of the Michelli Experience. Uh, check him out. A super uh, impactful consultant for many key brands today. Uh, check out his website. Fritz, can you queue it up for me quickly just so they can have it in the comments? Uh, and of course... Next week, the author of two best-selling books, Lessons from the Mouse and Unleashing Excellence, full-time speaker, trainer, and consultant Dennis Snow joins us next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern. And this is Dr. Joseph Michelli's URL. Check him out. Again, a real beacon in the CX space and innovator. Thank you all for the time today and looking forward to seeing you next Tuesday.